Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in the Beacon's Light. SWRC.com gives you access to one of the nation's largest collections of prophecy-related materials, books, and DVDs with new items being added almost every day. Resources from Mark Hitchcock, Billy Crone, Ed Heinsen, Noah Hutchings, Tom Horn, Larry Spargimino, and many, many more. SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. From time to time, I will dip into chapters from a book yet to be published that has a musical flavor. The book's concept is simple. The standard piano keyboard has 88 keys. Eliminate the black keys, since they are either steps up or down from adjacent white keys, and choose a word to match the key's letter name using the letters A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. From that word, draw some musical conclusions and biblical applications. So for now, let's start with the lowest C on the keyboard, a foundation stone of many chords. It is likely to be played a bit more often than some of the other lowest notes, since the key of C does not have sharps or flats in its basic structure. So for the less proficient players, often called key of C artists, this note may be used for dramatic flair. Creation is part of the bedrock of our biblical belief, and it is also one of the first and most important issues that needs to be dealt with if we're going to have a clear view of life as God plans it to be. Wrong foundation facts lead to wrong conclusions in any subject. It often seems that the more educated people are, the less they really know. If you were to be misled in your early education and never realized that George Washington was America's first president, you would have a misconception that would have to be corrected before you could progress in your understanding of the early days leading up to the foundation of the United States of America. As some sage once said, truth is truth. There ain't no opinion on truth. Our opinion of his usage of the English language might be another issue. The word creation is not frequent in Scripture, and almost all usages are in the New Testament. One of them is Romans 1.20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. One of the hardest things for a child to accept is being told that his actions were not acceptable. When protesting, but mom, what about? I heard a reply that was not appreciated. When I was young, I was told, that's no excuse. That was that. We all like to think there are exceptions to the rules. The rules don't apply to us. We can get away with it. 
It seems God anticipated that protest, and he preempted it. His final word is, they are without excuse. Said in the simplest of terms, a person of basic intelligence is able to tell the difference between right and wrong. God has given all men who are created beings sufficient intellect to see that an all-powerful God has created everything, whether we can see it clearly, examine it, and understand it or not. No amount of shaking our fists in God's face will change the reality. He's still God, and we are not. The first chapter of Romans is especially troubling to godless men. Beginning with verse 20, it deals with several things that roil the anger more than almost any other passage in Scripture. Verse 22 seems to be the summation of the problem. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Most people chafe at the idea of being called a fool. But as the old saying goes, if the shoe fits, how much better it is to be called a fool, recognize the truth for what it is, and change our thought processes to avoid the judgment that will await the unrepentant sinner when this life is over. Second Peter 3.4 deals with another time the word creation is used in Scripture and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Those who are intellectual call the problem discussed in this verse uniformitarianism. Try that one in Scrabble. The uniformitarian believes things future will continue as they always have been in the past. We can assume he has never had an automobile accident, never tripped up the stairs, has never gotten a call from a friend or relative in the middle of the night when he needed help with a crisis in his life. There are bumps in the road. Tires blow out when potholes are bad enough, but unless the tires were really bad, it always comes as a surprise. The uniformitarian, in the theological sense, does not accept surprises or change. As relating to this verse, he would say, For hundreds of thousands of years, things have progressed smoothly to where we are today. Generation after generation has not seen a rapture, and this one won't either. Well, maybe he's right. This one may not. But sooner or later, there will be a generation that will experience the rapture, and if not included in it, those at that time will experience a seven-year period of tribulation that will follow it. It will not be a good time on planet Earth. Just because something never happened before doesn't mean it never will. The phrase, the promise of his coming, is repeated in Scripture enough that to ignore it is to do so at one's peril. For the last word on creation, we'll look at Genesis 1.31, which comes at the end of the creation account. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Imagine being able to look over God's shoulder as he surveyed the heavens and earth 
he had just made. It would take more than imagination to come close to comprehending what it all was before sin made a mess of things. Now, imagine the new heaven our Lord is preparing for us, where we will be someday future. I have a pretty good imagination, but it is nothing compared to what reality then will be. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin.